0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, lovely people of the world, to the Gefeller Show podcast. This is my very first podcast, attempting to do so. So give me some leeway, give me a little bit of time, I'm going to be practicing and getting this thing down. So what am I going to be talking about on this podcast? I'm going to be getting into a lot of different things in future episodes, but I'm going to be kicking things off with the NFL. It's the middle of July right now. It's Friday, July 19th, 2019. Training camp is kicking off for NFL teams next week. Starting with the Eagles, I was just at the Novacare Complex today, and it is the quiet before the storm. Players will be starting to train, which ultimately means depth charts will be locked in. Players will rise to the top. Some players will end up getting injured, ultimately, unfortunately. But that is how the game of football goes. And so I'm going to be talking about Fantasy Football Preseason Edition. This is before training camp, before preseason. So there are ultimately going to be injuries that come up in the next few months, leading up to the very first NFL game of the year. But I'm going to be going over my first first ever segment, which I'm calling Bull or Bear. Kind of like the stock market, again, players in fantasy football go up and down. Their draft uh, average draft position goes up and down, much like a stock. And so I'm going over players, specifically 10 players that I am bullish on, that I think will end up, who who are not getting talked about a lot, I think will have a bounce-back year, or guys that will come out of nowhere because they are given an opportunity. So I'm going to be kicking things off, again, with 10 players who I'm high on, and then I'm going to be going into my second five players, who I'm bearish on, who I think are going to be underperforming and not living up to expectations. So kicking things off, guys that I'm bullish on. Number one, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, Christian Kirk. Last season, you probably heard about him. You probably heard him making some noise in the fantasy scene. He ended up breaking his foot, and he was put in IR. But before doing so, he had 12 games, 7 games which he started, compiling 68 targets, 43 receptions, for just under 600 yards and 3 touchdowns. Obviously last year it was Josh Rosen throwing to Christian Kirk, and obviously the Arizona offense was not doing so hot. They thought Larry Fitzgerald was going to be getting the ball more, but to be frank, no one was getting the ball more. But Christian Kirk was the lone bright spot in the Arizona Cardinals offense before going down for injury. I think he's going to outperform what people are expecting of him this year, and I see him playing for around 16 games, getting near 100 targets for around 70 receptions, 900 yards, and 7 touchdowns. If Christian Kirk puts up those type of numbers, he could end up being a wide receiver 3 or flex play this fantasy season. Coming in, number two, who I am bullish on, who I've been always bullish on, is John Brown. Wide receiver now for the Buffalo Bills. He was with the Baltimore Ravens last season. Uh, The Ravens. Last season, it it was a mess. You had Flacco starting for the first few games. He ended up underperforming. So then they threw in Lamar Jackson, who was running all over, not throwing the ball. And so John Brown ultimately got hurt by that. He finished the year with 16 games, 97 targets, 42 receptions for 715 yards, and 5 total touchdowns. Now he's playing for the Buffalo Bills. Another running quarterback from what we saw last year, Josh Allen, had only 2,074 yards and 10 total passing touchdowns last season. But I'm expecting more out of Josh Allen not only running the ball, but passing the ball for this Buffalo Bills offense. Do I think the Bills are going to be an explosive team and come out hot and be 10-6 at the end of the season? No, I don't think they will be. But I think John Brown nonetheless can have a productive fantasy season and end up being a wide receiver 3. My projection is he plays around 14-15 to 15 games. He usually ends up getting injured. I can see him having around 102 targets for 60 receptions, 950 yards, which is pretty bullish. Again, I am in the bull section now. But I think he can get near 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. He's one of those guys, like it's Deshaun Jackson, Sammy Watkins, where he's going to be running down the field. He's a smaller guy. He's going to be running down the field, spreading the field, and ultimately Josh Allen is going to be taking some deep shots on him So I think he's going to have a lot of yards with only around 60 receptions. Number three on my bullish list, who was kind of starting to break out last year, was D.J. Moore, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have a solid core this year, and D.J. Moore is the wide receiver one on the team. Last year, in 10 games that he started, he had 82 targets, 55 receptions, just under 800 receiving yards, And only two touchdowns. But this Panthers offense, I think this Panthers offense can be potent. And this year, I'm expecting him to play all 16 games for around 112 targets, 76 receptions, for 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. If he puts up those types of numbers, he's on the wide receiver two to wide receiver three cusp. And he could end up becoming very fantasy relevant. Next up on my bullish list, number four. A guy just drafted this year, coming out of Iowa State, playing for, for the Chicago Bears, is running back David Montgomery. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Just like location, location, and real estate, obviously T- uh, Tariq Cohen is going to be locked in getting touches, but he's not going to be the guy getting the goal line touches in the end zone He's not going to be the guy pushing, barreling forward the offensive line into the end zone. It's going to be David Montgomery, not Tariq Cohen. Last year in college, again, barring this is college, he had 257 attempts, 1,216 yards, rushing yards that is, for 13 total touchdowns and tacking on 22 receptions. Again, it's college, I understand. But for this Bears offense, which is an improving Bears team, again, they made the playoffs last year, ended up losing, everyone knows, the double doink. But this Bears team can make some noise, and they definitely have the, the offensive weapons to capitalize this year. And I think Dave Montgomery is going to contribute. I see him around 13 games played, 750 yards, 8 touchdowns, 20 receptions. You put up those types of numbers, you are definitely in the RB2 flex-worthy conversation. Number, four, number five, excuse me, is Geronimo Allison, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Last year, I was kind of high on Randall Cobb. I'm not going to lie, I missed on that one. Big time. But it's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still the Green Bay Packers. It's still the Packers offense. And that means one thing. Passing the ball a lot. And who else is going to catch the ball? Jimmy Graham had, Jimmy Graham had an off year. Devontae Adams had a breakout year catching pretty much all of Green Bay's touchdowns. So I think Geronimo Allison, now that Cobb is gone in Dallas with the Cowboys, I think Geronimo Allison is going to end up breaking out. He might be playing on the outside like he did last season and some in the slot with Cobb gone. I think his receptions are going to go way up. Again, he only, last year he only had four games started 30 targets, 20 receptions, 300 yards, two touchdowns, but like I just said before with David Montgomery, opportunity. You know Adams is going to dominate touchdowns, but the receptions are there for Geronimo. I see him having around 14 games, 94 targets, a 74 reception season for around 800 yards and six touchdowns. You have that type of production? You're easily in the wide receiver 2 to wide receiver 3 conversation, fantasy speaking. So these are all guys that have been in the league and that could boom or bust Allison. Montgomery has not been in the league. Moore has been in the league. He's going into his second year. John Brown's been in the league. I think he, again, can break out. Christian Kirk, pretty new into the league. But I'm going to be talking about someone now who, again, just came in a few years ago had a down year last year and I think can bounce back. And that's Leonard Fournette running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last season in fantasy, he was a low first round to high second round pick. And I could could see him drop down after another year. So I think he could drop down maybe into that third, fourth round. It really depends, again, on your league, what they value. He could be in that second, third, fourth round depending on whether people are higher on, on him or not. I'm certainly high on him. And you might ask why after that miserable season last year. Nick Foles is stepping in. That means Nick Foles, first of all, is more competent of a passer than Blake Bortles. Anyone who's watched any football can say that. So if Nick Foles can end up throwing the ball, that's going to open up the running game for Leonard Fournette. If you watched any Jaguars football in the past two years, it's been pound the rock with Leonard Fournette over and over and over again. And it's no wonder why he's been injury-prone. Because you keep running the ball with Fournette and you can't pass, they're going to load the box, tackle Fournette, he's going to get hurt. Last season, again, only eight games played because of his injuries, had under 500 uh, 500 rushing yards and five touchdowns. I think he's going to bounce back for, again, over 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns this upcoming season. Mark my words, Leonard Fournette. Next up is a guy who's, who's going to be out of nowhere for most of you guys. But if you watch the Rams, you know his name. Malcolm Brown, the second string running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Last year, when Todd Gurley went down, Malcolm Brown played quite a few snaps before he got injured. And then C.J. Anderson came in and just ended up rocking the entire Rams offense and destroying going for over 100 yards. I mean, C.J. Anderson was phenomenal. But Malcolm Brown, Todd Gurley, his health has been questionable since the end of last year, and Brown stood out when he came in in Week 7 to give Todd Gurley a break. In Week 7 of last year, he had 13 attempts for 65 yards for an average 5 yards per carry. That's a very, very small sample size. But Malcolm Brown has what it takes I watched him last year. If Todd Gurley can't give it a go for some games, Malcolm Brown's going to be easily a crucial handcuff nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, excuse me, but he will be a top waiver wire pickup if Todd Gurley is questionable for any of these weeks. Next up, another guy on an eh, iffy offense, Mike Gusecki, former tight end of Penn State, now with the Miami Dolphins. He did pretty much nothing last year, just over 20. 20 receptions for 202 yards, no touchdowns, but I mean, who wants this Miami offense? Sure enough, I do. It's going to be, I get it, Fitzpatrick and Rosen throwing him the ball, but this wide receiver core for the Dolphins has been iffy for years. Devontae Parker is your wide receiver one, they have Kenny Stills, Albert Wilson, I think Mike Gusecki has an opportunity to break out this season even if he only gets 50 receptions for 500 yards and six touchdowns, which is my projection, that's easily worthy of a tight end streamer, and he goes from fantasy irrelevance to fantasy relevance. So Mike Gusecki, keep an eye on him heading into this year. Next up, I mean, you're going to hear about this guy no matter what, if you listen to any fantasy advice, watch anything about the Patriots. And that's wide receiver coming out of Arizona State that they drafted – and kill Harry. The New England offense, again, Josh Gordon is not there. Gronkowski is not there. But you still have Tom Brady, and if Tom Brady is in this offense, I'm feeling pretty lucky. And I think Harry can be a wide receiver 2-3. to three. Last year in college for Arizona State, he played 12 games for 73 receptions, over 1,000 receiving yards, and 9 total touchdowns. He's going to be an offensive threat. You have Julian Edelman still there, but Harry could be right there for receptions, right there with Julian Edelman. I see him having around 65 receptions for 780 yards and six total touchdowns. My last but certainly not least guy that I'm bear, that I'm excuse me, bullish on heading into this year, and if you don't follow him on Twitter, first of all, give him a follow. This guy is giving out advice left and right, not only football advice, but life advice. Great follow on Twitter. And that's Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Remember last year when everyone went nuts for him and Jimmy Garoppolo? That hype has fallen off, which is exactly why I'm jumping on the wagon now. In 2017, he played 16 games for just 56 receptions Excuse me. This was 2017. This was his breakout season in 2017. He played 16 games, 105 targets, 56 receptions, 962 yards, and two touchdowns. Now that's his breakout year. If he can do anything close to that, you're easily in the wide receiver two to three conversation. I think he can end up having around 64 receptions and over a thousand yards this season. Again, the hype has died down, and I see Goodwin. I could see him stepping up to the plate now for the 49ers. He's kind of running under the radar. Now, guys that I'm bearish on, who I think are going to underperform, and who have great names, but are not going to be as fantasy relevant as you may think. First up is a guy I was all in last year on. All in. I mean, I had him, no lie... On every single fantasy team, any any fantasy draft I was in, I drafted him. And that's because he's a legend. A future Hall of Famer, but he's not a fantasy star anymore. He's still solid, don't get me wrong. But he's not going to be your wide receiver one. And that's Larry Fitzgerald, Larry legend of the Arizona Cardinals. Last year, with Rosen throwing to him, he had 112 targets, 69 receptions, for over 700 yards and six touchdowns. Now, I see him putting up similar numbers, now with Kyler Murray in at quarterback. Again, that's only wide receiver three to flex. He's a flex option at best. I hope Larry Legend surprises me. He is the most genuine human being. If you follow him on any social media, if you watch him during any NFL game, he's great with kids, with charities, stands up for what he believes in. I love Larry, but not not so much so in fantasy. Second guy I am bearish on, once again, another guy I was all in on during the year. I mean, I ended up picking him up off waivers immediately as soon as the news dropped that Hyde got traded. And that's Nick Chubb running back for the Cleveland Browns. Don't get me wrong. Nick Chubb is going to be a running back one until Kareem Hunt returns from his suspension. My concern isn't uh, through week one through eight. It's past week eight. Hunt is an elite back when healthy. Nonetheless, kind of a scumbag. Not kind of, is a scumbag. But Hunt, when he's healthy, is an elite back. And that's really all the NFL teams care about, unfortunately. But we won't get into that. Again, Hunt, I think this could end up being a timeshare. Hunt and Nick Chubb playing one and two. Who knows who's going to end up getting the most of the carries? It's get, it, I could easily see the Cleveland Browns giving it to the hot hand, whether that be Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Last year, Nick Chubb had just under four yards under 1,000 yards for 996, eight total touchdowns. Don't get me wrong, I see him, my projection is I see him getting similar numbers this year, but definitely tamper those expectations for the second half of the season. I think he, could, he might only be a running back two to flex option later in the year once Hunt comes back. There's a theme going on, and that's guys that I was high on last year, and I'm not high on this year. One of these guys are bound to end up breaking out and proving me wrong, but until then, I'm still bearish on them. Next up, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver, Denver Broncos. With Joe Flacco at helm now, I don't trust Sutton at all. I mean, I thought Sutton was going to be able to perform with Case Keenum at quarterback, and there's no way Joe Flacco, who John Elway hilariously said before if you follow the NFL, said that Joe Flacco is going into his prime, which is, I don't buy that for a second. I don't see Sutton performing well at all under Flacco. Emmanuel Sanders is still there, but this Broncos offense, man, just, I don't trust it. And I don't think neither should you. So, Cortland Sutton, I'm staying away. Second to last, again, guy I was all in on last year. Picked him up. He was performing. I loved him. I don't love him this year. Eric Ebron, tight end for the Colts. You're probably thinking, what are you talking about? He was the top tight end last fantasy season. What are you saying you're not high on him? He was great last year. Don't get me wrong, he had an elite fantasy season last year, but his touchdown regression is bound to set in. There is no way he gets 13 touchdowns this year. Jack Doyle is still there with the Colts, and last year I get it, Ebron, 110 targets, 66 receptions, 750 yards, and 13 total touchdowns. Here's my projection for him this year. He's still going to get a lot of targets. I got 85. I think 56 receptions is more reasonable for 500 yards and maybe 7 touchdowns. I still think that Ebron will be a red zone threat. I think Luck likes him in the red zone, but I don't. there's no way I see him getting 13 touchdowns. Hope he proves me wrong, but I'm bearish on him. Last, but maybe least, I'm low on him. A lot of guys love this guy. I haven't mentioned any quarterbacks in the NFL until right now, and that's quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Until Lamar can start throwing the ball, I, I see M- NFL teams catching onto his shtick. If you watched any, if you watched last year, I mean, he was six and one as a starter, which is awesome. He was a rookie. NFL teams weren't prepared for him to run the ball. People are comparing him to Mike Vick, but Mike Vick could actually throw the ball. I don't see Jackson doing any of that. Last year, in just seven games started, he had only 99 completions for 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. That's it, in seven games. I get it. His rushing total, he rushed for 147 times, just under 705 rushing touchdowns. But Lamar Jackson... Until you can start throwing that rock, I do not trust you. So that's it. That is my quick first podcast, fantasy football podcast, any podcast of the year. Tell me, tell me if you guys like this format. Again, I definitely am not perfect. I'm going to get better the more I do these podcasts. Tell me what you guys think. Shoot me anything on Twitter, Instagram. Again, Kevin Gefeller on all social media platforms. I hope you guys have a great weekend and definitely stay tuned for the next episode.